Welcome to the Raising Real Estate Standards Podcast with your hosts, Brian and Mark Mann. Welcome back. So uh, we have uh, come to the conclusion of the first quarter of 2023, and we like to do a, a just a little uh, market update of where things have progressed and uh, on a quarter-by-quarter basis. Um, and so that's what we're going to kind of key in today. Um, the, the financial markets and real estate markets are um, – tough to gauge and are, are turbulent right now. And so kind of want to walk through uh, um, um, some of the things that are moving the market and, and strategies uh, around how you can navigate this to the best of your ability. So, uh, um, you know, one of the things that uh, that happened over the last uh, 90 days um, really was the is, the is in the financial sector, things that we can't control. Um, uh, so the, the biggest one being some, some bank issues and, and what does that mean for, for you? And what does that mean for, um, um rates going forward? Uh, um, Brian, you know, the, uh, you, we've, we've seen the ticking up or ticking down of rates kind of, uh, channeling in that, uh, um, that five and a half to 7% range for the last, I don't know four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what, what's, what's causing, which is now kind of ticked down, or what's causing this? What, so a couple things you, you hit on there. So first of all, you know, we've seen the, uh, we've seen the Fed raise rates. They're trying to get inflation under control. That's, that's, that's first thing, number one. So through that over the last year, you saw, you know, this, this drastic uptick in, um, in bond rates, and then into the mortgage rate sector, which is kind of where we're focused. So they've done that. They've tried to get that under control. You're starting to see the data come in that's showing the slowing down of inflation. Now, through this raising of rates as fast as they did, we'll hit on uh, thing number two you mentioned, that kind of put the banks in kind of a tizzy. It kind of made them a little bit weaker uh, based on, their lending rates and what their borrowing rates are uh, from that standpoint. So you've seen some issues. I will say that the, all the issues you've seen so far have been with banks that have had um, kind of interesting um, uh, clientele, interesting uh, lending. Like you've seen um, banks that focus more on tech sector, focus on the cryptocurrency, things like that. Those are the ones that have kind of been put out there and um, have been, uh, well, let's just call it what it is. They failed. Um, But you're probably going to see going forward some more of this work through the system. So as we're doing this, you know, the way I see it is we're going to kind of sputter along. Like you said, I think channeling is a good word for what's going on right now. We've kind of flattened out. We've 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 uh, gotten to that point where we've plateaued and I think where we're at right now is probably what you're going to see for the next little bit. Yeah. Um you mentioned um um the you know the couple of banks that have failed and that there's probably some more that are going to going to fall into that realm. I was listening to Warren Buffett and you know he's a has a good he has a pretty good handle on the macro or the the overall economy, um, and uh, um, you know you watch you watch his money and you to, that you watch his mindset. I mean, and um, he has pulled a lot of his money out of the banking sector completely just because. And he's you know his he thinks that there's going to be a 
you know, more that fail, but not really to the extent of the, the he said the depositors aren't going to be really hurt. It's really going to be the investors in those in those banks that are going to get, get hurt versus your actual deposits into them. Um, but those are things that affect uh, the rates, and those are thing, things that affect us, and they're uncontrollable. It's, it's a matter of how we navigate that, uh, uh, those changes. Um, you know, also want to kind of key in, you know, we've talked about this uh, on other market updates. One of the things that um, um, really is affecting our market and the ability to sell homes to consumers is housing affordability. Mm-hmm. Um, and housing affordability over the last, um, you know, 18 months has really been hurt. Um, and it's been hurt for various reasons. It got, it, you know, the ability to, for uh, uh, the average person to to buy a home or to afford a home um, um, has decreased for several reasons. Early on in 2021, when we saw just mass appreciation, it was affect. You know, the affordability rate was affected affected by. Um, the rise in price, mm-hmm. the rise in the price of real estate, and then in uh, October, um, all you know, September of, of 2022, when rates started to uh, creep up and not really creep up, jump up mm-hmm. uh, substantially, it was the rising price and the rates. Well, now we're in a situation where, um, you know, and we'll talk about this in a minute, you know, prices have kind of leveled off, and really housing affordability is kind of at that that crux level that really an up or down movement in, in the mortgage rates is really going to affect buyers. Um, and it's going to affect the affordability of them um, to either move up or get their first house um, um, because um, pricing of the homes, wage increases have, have not really met out. So um, um, the, the interest rates are a big factor right now in housing affordability. Yeah, I mean, think of it, so um, economics 101, supply and demand. You know, you have your supply curve, you have your demand curve, okay? So um, as supply went down and we have an inventory shortage, demand uh, demand didn't exactly increase, but the supply went down enough to where prices came way up. Right. So this whole thing is a cycle as well. So we're kind of coming out of the the appreciation cycle, getting into the demand destruction cycle. So so you've heard the Fed talk about this. You know, in order to get inflation tamed, we have to have demand destruction. That is a big word, mm-hmm. demand destruction. Yeah. So so think of it this way. We have to make um houses unaffordable in order to destroy the demand aspect, okay? And, and, and I say this, and this is all natural, okay? Because um, what's going to happen, and that's where the interest rates come in, it's going to bring down demand, which is going to allow um, other things to happen, like prices to come down a little bit. You're not going to see like this huge decline in price like people were talking about, oh, is this 08 again? No, 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 no. 20% decline. Yeah, things no, better. that's right. not going to happen at all. But you are going to have to see, like you said, everything catch back up. Right. Wages catch back up. Building catch back up. All this catch back up in order for the supply and demand curves to match again. Right. And that's what we're trying to do. That's the process. And, and it's all it's all a cycle. And we're just kind of coming into that piece where the rising interest rates are going to start to bring down demand a little bit, 
um, not prices, I don't think, but demand a little bit. And then you'll kind of see things start. It may take a little, you know, a, a, a bit of time, a year, two years, but you'll start to see things kind of come back together like we saw a quote unquote normalized real estate market, let's say 10 years ago. Right. Um, and, and when you look at kind of some of the natural um, phenomenons and you say, we're look, we're looking to do this. We're trying to get this. It's not, we, it's not, it's not, and, and very little of this is really, um, uh, an individual being able to put, uh, pressure on something to make it happen. This is just a natural course of the, uh, of the economy and, and letting it work its way out in a cycle. Now it can be sped up or slowed down, but it's going to happen regardless. Um, you look at, uh, um, the Pacific, um, you know, from, basically Southern California, even all the way up to, to Seattle and everywhere in between, where for decades, 10, 20 years, housing affordability has been like uh, atrocious. Those areas are seeing the biggest change or the biggest demand destruction in their market, which is causing the the price points to, to move um, you know, it's still not awful, but at a, at a, at a faster rate in the downward motion um, because they've been so inflated for so long. Um, uh, I was looking at um, um, some graphs earlier today, and, you know, the, the thought was, okay, with this, we're going to see massive, uh, um, you know, price decrease, you know, decreasing over, you know, nationwide. They were, th- you know, talking of 10 15% early on when, when rates went up to 7 8%, 7%. Um, it didn't happen, mm-hmm. you know, uh, right now nationwide, all in everything from the peak of where things were to, to, to where things are now, there has been right at a 2% decrease in value across the nation. Whereas, uh, and then that's, you know, you spread that out over different markets, obviously real estate's local. You look at, uh, the market that we're in, in the Southeast, and we've actually continued appreciation. We have not seen price decreasing. Increasing, we have seen prices increasing, but th- at a far lower rate. Um, um, Charlotte, um, month over month, this is the you know the closest uh, uh, metro market to us that is uh, um, calculated. Uh, saw a 02 percent increase uh, from um, December to January. That's the latest data that we have. Um, you're seeing that all across, you know, in various different pockets. Our areas is. Is is probably a little bit higher than that, um, just because of the influx, and, and we didn't see major moves. But uh, um, you know, all of that being said, all of that noise, all of the reasons of what's going on in the economy, it's important to know. It's super important to know and, and to recognize where you are because you don't want to make decisions without being based in reality. But at the end of the day, what we do as agents is about the things that we can control. Mm-hmm. How do we do what what do we do to navigate this market and control the things that we can control and still see our business survive, more importantly thrive uh, in today's market. I think everything we've talked about is on a macro level. Um, even when you talk about local real estate, you know, when you look at things on a larger trend line, you can go out. So, so looking at uh, real estate nationally, you can look at your local market 
if you base it on a larger trend line. Mm-hmm. So you see, if you see um, appreciation um, declining, then there may be some areas that prices are declining. There may be places where pricey, prices are going up, but at the end of the day, the trend line is all kind of going in that direction. So you got, you know, you, you got to understand we're looking at things from a macro level. Going back to your question, what can we do? Well, if you're doing the right things now and you were doing the right things before, you do the right things going forward. I don't think you do a whole lot of different stuff based on the stuff that the 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 the, the economic environment and and weather that we have going on right now. True. However, in the past 24 to 36 months, there were a number of agents who entered our business and did really well. And they did really well because anybody could have done really well in our markets. Mm-hmm. And they thought they were doing the right things. And they thought they had their all their systems dialed in because they were making good money. And they were making good money because anybody could make good money in a, in a market that is shooting to the moon. Mm-hmm. Now that the market's not shooting to the moon, how do we self-identify and say, okay, the market has shifted. Maybe what made me successful two years ago is not going to make me successful now. Or maybe I need to relook at, at, at my activities that I'm doing to make sure I'm honing in on those. And that's where, you know, um, it's it's super important to lean in and, and, and talk to people who have had experience in different markets. Because at the end of the day, this is a very simple business. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've never been taught and you don't have a strategy to navigate it, it can seem like uh, an insurmountable mountain that, you you know, oh, my gosh, how am I going to make any money? I don't have anything on the table. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to have to get out of the business. No, you don't. You just need to adjust a little bit of your activities. Have a strategy. Have a strategy. So, so, many, so many people over the last, let's call it three to five years, had no strategy. I mean, you could literally talk to somebody on the street corner, and they're either looking to buy or sell a house, or they know somebody that does. So it was really easy from that standpoint. Now you have to have a strategy, especially if you want to pick up market share during this time. So strategies come into play better usually when markets are shifting. So kind of like now, for example, uh, an expired listing strategy. That's going to be a good, good time to use that is when you're seeing listings stay on the market longer. Um, if it's more of a buyer's market, or even right now, if it's a situation where there's so many uh, listing agents that they're willing to do anything to get a listing, so they'll price it at a point that's way outside the market, right? guess what? It's going to sit on the market longer. So, so you can use that strategy to come in and educate the seller on, hey, you need to be priced at this point. Uh, for sale by owners, doing for sale by owners, uh, picking up listings that way. You know, good times to use that is when you start to see more listings coming on the market. Because the reason people decide they're going to sell on their own, they don't want to pay the commission, is when, hey, there's tons of buyers out there. I don't really have to do anything. It's going to sell itself. But eventually that levels out, kind of like what we're going to probably see be seeing coming shortly. 
So these are some of the strategies you can use, and you need to have some kind of strategy in your business to be able to pick up more business along the way. Absolutely. Strategies are super important. And one of the first or one of the easiest strategies, I don't want to say easiest, probably very difficult because it's so saturated. But one of the strategies that so many agents gravitate to is social media. And a social media strategy is not surfing on social media seven to eight hours a day and posting a couple of things here and there. Um, it's it's a lot more in-depth than that, and it's a lot more calculated than that. And for so many people, they thought they had a social media strategy. When they didn't, they were just playing on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and playing on Facebook and Instagram is not a strategy. There has to be reasons why you do something, and there's got to be a plan to get there. And I'm not downing it. I just want to make sure that those that are not um, – that, that 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 their social media strategy is is their sole strategy of sales is if your business is not where it was once was maybe you need to look and say a am I executing on my strategy well or b do I need to add a different strategy to the mix um, and um, you know it, it's it's super important in a time when things are changing. If your business is changing or has changed in the last six months, the first place you look is at yourself. Mm -hmm. Do not look at external factors and blame someone, something, some economy for your business's failures or your business's declines. It's you. You're in control of what you do every single day. You're in control of your activities. And if you can't first look inward to determine if what you're doing is working or not working, you are doomed to fail every time. Yeah, you always have to be able to pivot uh, or adjust whenever uh, the market adjusts. You know, we're all business owners out there. and, And that's what good business owners, good CEOs do, is they adjust when the market adjusts. Um, Going back to what you were saying about social media, social media is a great example of how basically anybody could find find business, find a lead um, out there because there was so much. Now, as Warren Buffett says, when the tide comes in, you can always see the people who are skinny dipping. Okay, so I'm not saying that social media is a bad place to market, advertise, do your business. But you have to be dedicated to it. And like you said, the people who weren't, who just thought, hey, this is a great way to do it, they're the ones that are struggling now, and they're the ones that need to figure out, hey, am I going to go all in on this, or am I going to switch up and do some other strategies? Absolutely. And, you know, uh, along those same ways, and, you know, I want to key on in this and, and have a conversation around it. As the, as the market adjusts, if your business has adjusted, if your business has um, declined, do me a favor. Do not look at social media and compare yourselves to the other agents that are in the market via social media. It's not true. What you see on social media that your other um, folks are doing, 90% of the time is fabricated. 
Make your decisions based on true data. Look and see what other people are doing. You can get that information by just doing a little bit of a search that is not on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Do an actual search of what they're doing. If you want to see what someone's really doing and compare yourself, that's fine. That's not a problem. That's getting good information of where the market is. Um, but I just encourage people not to compare themselves to others via social media. Yeah, and that's kind of what social media is out there for is, is how can I – how can I get out there and get people to perceive me in a certain way? And, and, and it's a good strategy to have for a little bit. But at the same time, people have to understand that perception is not necessarily reality all the time. Um, so it, it's, it's just good to know that. Absolutely. Um, you know, this is, you, we're not going to end this on a, a negative note. Um, the market is, the market is the market. Mm-hmm. The market's going to change. The market's going to adjust. You hit the, you hit the nail on the head. Those that uh, um, uh, have a strategy and have everything together and are, are, are looking at their business on a monthly, quarterly basis, are we doing the right things? When the tide goes out, you're going to find out that they've got a bathing suit on, they've got sunscreen on, and they're ready to go. And you're going to find that those that don't have a strategy are sitting out there with no clothes on, with no sunscreen on, are going to get burnt to a crisp. And it's important for you to make sure that you hone in on your strategies and you have everything nailed down uh, for for the next little bit because it is going to be a channeling. That was the you know the one where we keyed on. It's going to be a channel a channel of interest rates. It's going to be a channel of supply and demand. It's going to be an upward and downward motion for the next little bit. It's not going to be a one uh, straight shot up. It's not going to be in a straight shot down. It's how you navigate that channel uh, over the next uh, um, you know twelve to eighteen months is going to uh, show your survivability. Yeah, I'd say um, the, the biggest thing out of here is figure out what you want to do, pick your strategy, and dedicate yourself to it. Master it. Make that. That's going to be where my business is. That's who I am going forward. Because those those that are going to make it in this upcoming market are going to be the ones that are dedicated to a certain area. Because they're not going to be jumping around, doing a bunch of different things, seeing, oh, well, this works over here today and that works over here tomorrow. They're going to master their craft and they're going to be the best. Absolutely. Um, And for those of you that we we talked at a high level about strategy, we didn't really go granular of what some of them are. If you have questions or or, want to chat through us, maybe what could a strategy that you could implement, feel free to reach out to us. We are uh, working daily with the um, with a number of a- with agents to help them really nail down their strategy um, and, and can help you and, and, and figure out the best way to help uh, uh, grow your business. But uh, um, we appreciate you guys listening. And uh, until next time, we will talk to you soon. See you. You've just listened to another episode of the Raising Real Estate Standards podcast. If you've benefited from what you've heard, please subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you rated, reviewed, and shared this episode. You can contact us at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, email us at info at RaisingRealEstateStandards.com, and you can find us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all under the heading of Raising Real Estate Standards. 